Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Ready? Hello, and welcome back to another week of Fitless, your favorite podcast. I am not your beloved host. You may uh, notice that by my voice. Um, my name is Dory Kagan. I will be your substitute host for this week's very special episode. It is an interruption from your regular scheduled programming. Um, we have some big things to discuss today, and I will be the guide through that. Um, I'm sitting here in the host chair with the host microphone number one, and I do have a guest here today. You know her. You love her. You're familiar with her work. Um, it is the one Miss Bianca Brady. Hello, Dory. Oh, Bianca, thank you so much for being here. I'm in the hot seat today, <laughs> let me tell ya. And Baby. how does it feel? Hot, hot, hot. Icy hot. Ooh. <laughs> Heard of it? Heard of it? It's a little preview of what's to come. <laughs> so we have switched seats today because it is important that you be interviewed because something really big happened this week. Yeah, something big happened to my body, <laughs> non-exercise related. Well, we could get to that later. <laughs> um, you certainly uh, are feeling sore. I am sore. It was strenuous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, millions of fans out there, <laughs> Bianca Brady was hit by a car. I was hit by a car. Yay. Yay. Just kidding. It really sucked. Um, I was walking home. Yeah. Tell the story. Tell so us what happened. It was Tuesday. It was a regular Tuesday night. Mm. I had impromptu met up with some friends of mine, ran into them at a coffee shop after work, and... Um, it was exciting. We we all sat down and had coffee and caught up for quite a while. And then I went into REI where I use the bathroom traditionally every day and have never bought anything. <laughs> um, but this time was different because it started to rain while I was in there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well buy an umbrella because it's raining and I'm here, and you know what? I've I never buy anything here, and I'm here all the time. So, <laughs> I, it's time to pay the piper. But then I got up to the register, and the umbrella total was thirty eight dollars. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but ugh, fine, whatever. I'll just never lose it. Okay. <laughs> so there you have the first jinx. I'm gonna conmari the shit out of that umbrella. <laughs> so. I get on the train to come home. I get off. I'm walking with the umbrella, listening to a podcast. Um, I'm doing like the final street cross that I would have to do in order to get to my home. Mm. And um, I'm in the crosswalk. The walk signal is on. And a guy turning left mm. just like pops right into me. Mm. And so my feet go out in front of me. I go flying. I sort of have that thing that people talk about where time slows down. And um, I had a lot of thoughts. 
Mm. It seems while I was in the air. Yeah. And then finally hit the ground and just really smacked the back of my head on the ground. Mm. Um, and then a bunch of people gathered around me. Key detail was still holding the umbrella <laughs> at that point. Didn't let it go. Yeah. And I sort of fixated on it as like, I don't know, something. Like a totem, some, like a touchstone. Yes, exactly. I'm still alive. Where's I'm my still umbrella? Alive. I do have this umbrella. I did <clears throat> spend a lot of money on it. Mm. So um, somebody calls an ambulance. I get in the ambulance. I ask the EMT, excuse me, I did just buy that umbrella and it was $38. If we could please make sure we have it. <laughs> Um, a friend of mine, the ever angelic Bill Wadman. You know him. You love him. <laughs> I was on my way to his house, and when I got hit by the car, I was thinking about what kind of ice cream should I bring over to Heather and Bill's. <laughs> so when a woman, a woman took my phone and said, "Is there anyone you want me to call?" and I said, "Bill Wadman," and he ran down. And at that point, I was in the ambulance. Went to the hospital, had a bunch of scans. Mm. Turns out I'm fine. I just have a concussion, or I did have one. I don't know what the length of time for that is. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah, so I had to cancel what I was going to do for the podcast (laughs) this week. Well, I think, you know, something else. Yeah, something else just... um, Came up something, something came up. A, a different event presented itself mm-hmm. uh, that is maybe more pressing to talk about this week. The first thing I want to do, um, which I think is extremely important, it's not the first time this has happened. I would like to give personal thanks to Bill Wadman, who has saved the podcast on many occasions. But uh, I feel grateful as your friend and loved one and fan of the show. That he lives so close to you. He's such a nurturing figure. He just would drop everything and show up for you. So, Bill, I know you're listening. Um, thank you on behalf of me and all of us and Bianca's mom, I'm sure, uh, who I'm, I'm, I guarantee is also yeah. feeling lots of things. And Heather, too, because and Heather. Bill was the first responder, but Heather Heather came. stayed. Came and relieved Bill at the hospital and stayed with me all night and brought me sweatpants and just, you know, made sure everything was going on without a hitch in terms of like paperwork because it starts right away, the paperwork. Well, something that I, I have never been in an ER in New York before. I have been in my, I've been in an ER elsewhere. Yeah. I've uh, ridden in an ambulance before. I know. How cool is that? that. Yeah. Um, as the like Bill Wadman, not as the Bianca Brady gotcha. um, of this story. Uh, but sounds like it's not like a place you want to be, the ER in New York. I mean, it's definitely a place you want to be when something bad has happened to sure. you. But triage, I guess. You don't want something bad enough to happen to you that you would have to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, shit, I hate being here. But also, I guess this is the best place mm-hmm. I could be under these circumstances. Right. Right. Um, everybody at the ER was so great. It's like 
they're doing their job, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, it's the worst thing that's happened to you, but they're all just at work. It's just Tuesday night. So it's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, mix of vibes, I would say. <laughs> was there any part of that dynamic that was comforting to you? I mean, in a sense, I think from working in service, like I sort of could empathize with the fact that like nobody else was freaking out on my behalf mm -hmm. um, because you don't want to go in to a hospital and everybody's like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> That's the right. last thing you want. Right. You want everybody to be like, all right, nothing to see here. Right. This is the kind of thing that happens all the time. We have everything you need, right. and you're just going to have to trust us. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of maybe emotionally the hardest part Yeah, for me was like letting go of control and, mm. and being extremely vulnerable. Mm. Like in the matter of one second, I went from absolutely doing everything on my own power to like being at the mercy of the people around me, which yeah. is a really wild contra contradiction and a really just, it's, it's too fast to have to make that transition that fast. Right. Um, it's hard to like remember that you can't do anything <laughs> over and over again Yeah. for like, I, and I was only in there for like six hours. So yeah. But in that neck brace, can't even get yourself yeah. to the bathroom to pee, yeah. for example. Well, they put me in a neck brace um, just, I think, as a precaution. Yeah. And then they uh, told me I had to pee in a bedpan, which was maybe the most difficult part because <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever tried to pee not in a toilet. Or like in the forest. Or in the forest, but... When your brain is saying, like, this is an, um, an appropriate place to be, <laughs> your body really follows suit. So I had a little sort of emergency room bay with this fantastic woman named Kim who, you know, she was not doing well, obviously. She was in the ER. But she seemed to sort of be treating the whole experience like she was at some sort of a hotel bar. <laughs> she kept, you know, flagging people down as if they were a garçon. <laughs> and she did ask for a sandwich on a number of occasions. Kim was hungry. You know? She was hungry and she wanted a sandwich. And she, so they put the bedpan under me and they closed the curtain. So it was just me and Kim in there. And I said... I can't do it. And she goes, I know it's hard the first time. Think of a river. Think of a waterfall. <laughs> so then uh, I finally did it. And I said, I did it. And she goes, all right. And then the guy behind the curtain to my left also was like, she did it. <laughs> his name was Seymour. I never saw his face. Oh, ERs, man. Yeah. Cast of characters. Hopping, hopping hopping in that ER. So here we are. Uh, we are... Almost a week. Almost a week. Six days away. Or, you know, past it, I guess. Hence. Hence. There to four. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm sitting across from you here, listeners, sitting across from Bianca. She's sitting upright. She's doing okay. She's wearing clothes. She's got pillows behind her. Yeah, and we're doing this because if we learned anything this year, it was from Jay-Z's grandmother via Beyonce, which (laughs) is that you got to make lemonade. Yeah, That's it. Isn't that true? And I think that this is an important, not to like, (laughs) or whatever, but I think this is an important episode because something that I have learned listening to Fitless, um, which I think is a big subtext running throughout the show, is the power of the body, the power of the mind, the power of that connection, the mind-body connection. Um, You can choose to put yourself in agony to gain strength. You can choose to, you know, like force your mind to convince your body that you can do it and then you'll feel good afterwards. And sometimes you don't have any choice in the matter and your body just gets, you know, destroyed. It gets wrecked. Or literally hit by a car. Yeah. And your body doesn't necessarily know the difference, right? Like your body is just getting attacked by an external force that it has to recover from. Your mind, your heart, your emotional center, those are the things that know what's happening. Those are the things that have to convince your body that it's going to be okay. You're going to get better. Everything's fine. And I think that this week, correct me if I'm wrong, has been a journey for you in that. It's been a real roller coaster. Uh, yeah, for that, because yeah. I think the adrenaline of the whole experience yeah. kind of lasted from Tuesday night when it happened all the way through Wednesday to Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, the day after, I was just so grateful and yeah. relieved that I was okay And I was very sore, my head hurt a lot, and I couldn't really move around that well. But based on, you know, what all the doctors told me and all the test results that I had and, you know, just how organized I was being about, you know, what I needed to do and I had sort of a clear idea. So I thought, you know, I'm just so lucky and I can't believe how lucky I am and I mean, what a miracle that this is all that's wrong with me and I'm just so grateful Mm, and I can't, and what if I broke my leg even? Like I came out so unscathed and so that was like a sort of weird high that I had. (laughs) And then on Thursday morning when I woke up, I just became like... Basically, if that was the pinnacle of feeling gratitude, I just went down into mm. the nadir yeah. of feeling <laughs> yeah. absolutely just devastated. Yeah. Because I felt like, oh my God, like now the whole rest of my foreseeable future is just going to be filled with dealing with this on a paperwork level number one number two like I'm injured but not injured enough that like I definitely can't like 
I have to decide for myself, basically, right. how right. how much to push myself. Right. And I have to really check in. There's not like a fully, there's not like a cast of my leg that will come off in, right. you know, X weeks. Right. It's like, it's all up to me to sort of decide how how I push myself to get better and to what degree. And it's all up to me to keep my spirit up. Mm. And it's and it's important for me to maintain a positive outlook and to yeah. and to hold on to how lucky I am. And so on Thursday I just felt all this pressure to actually be okay. Yeah. Because I was okay. Right. But I wasn't okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so right. And then also just sort of like the fear, you know, we, Dory came over, she brought me a bagel Mm -hmm. and flowers Mm -hmm. and brownies that she baked for me. Mm -hmm. And we got out and we took like a slow walk to the pharmacy and did some other little errands, which was a huge help. But I just was like, oh, like I'm really freaked out walking around now. And that's not going to go away for a while. Right. Um. So yeah, just like knowing that my body is going to be okay, but that I have to, number one, like the anxiety of moving through the world changed and the anxiety of having to deal with this on like a bureaucratic level really hit me. Right. And I felt super overwhelmed by that. Right. Having to like deal with insurance in a in an age when insurance is like all insurance information is kept very sort of secret and confusing and then there's the legal stuff that's in a different language and there's police stuff and at every level it's like you need to have a master's degree in that field to know anything right and i already have a hard time with like those bureaucratic hurdles <sighs> yeah who doesn't? It's crazy. I see, I'm running on the track. I see the hurdle. I stop. I turn around. I walk away. I go yeah. to the snack bar. Yeah, yeah. And somebody's like, what are you doing? You're not a contestant in this track meet. Oh, and I'm like, man. thank you. I know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're good here. Thank you. Um. So yeah, it's been like a big big deal yeah you know and but then also just feeling like so much pressure to have it all under control right away yeah well I was gonna what you were just talking about made me think about how it's like we have we're always comparing ourselves up against different standards right so it's like you got hit by a car and so for maybe that first day, you were comparing yourself to the standard of getting hit by a car, which like evokes thoughts of trauma and comas and body casts and hospital time for like months, right? And then in a couple days when you were realizing, okay, none of that extreme has hit me, you started comparing yourself to the standard of healthy, regular, normal Bianca pre-car hit. Right. Which then it's like, that's not actually the accurate standard yet because you still got hit by the car. So it's like, you're doing so good for having been hit by a car. Have I said that enough? You know, (laughs) but you're not doing as well as you're used to doing because you've not, you're not usually hit by a car every day, all the time. 
Exactly. Which I think is such an important lesson for us all to remember and think about. I, I think it's important in life. I think it's extremely important just to, you know, bring it back to exercise. Like if you go for a run, don't compare yourself to any of the famous runners that I know by name, but I'm just not going to tell you because why would Meb. I? Usain Bolt. There's the one. Meb? He was a he was a runner. Yeah. Meb. <laughs> Karen Bernie Gerusso, you know, there's like a lot of the famous ones that you, that come to mind, <laughs> and you're not going to compare yourself to that. You're going to compare yourself to a rookie, to an amateur, like you yourself, who's a couch potato, or not you, but the general you. Sure. Um, and I think we could all learn a lesson with that. I know I certainly could. I'm always comparing myself to a standard that's way out of my league. Yeah, cut yourself some slack, people. Honestly, geez. If you take out one thing from this episode, it's that, you know? I know. And there's like such a cultural idea that there's so much virtue to like yeah. stoically right. toughing your Just way taking it on the through things. Chin or whatever. Right. But I mean, just this evening, I went to an appointment like another follow-up doctor's visit at an ophthalmologist and I've never had any kind of eye issue. I don't wear glasses or anything. Um, and I've had my eyes dilated only one time before. And I remember the feeling of not being able to see, like they put mm -hmm. those drops in, you kind of can't see up close for a few hours. And I remember the last time it like really freaked me out mm -hmm. to not be able to see. And so the woman doing like my intake and filling out all my information told me, you know, we need to dilate you. And I just started crying <laughs> in, her, in her little like area. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. You know, it's just that I got hit by a car and I'm just worried because I'm just having an emotional reaction because if I can't see, yeah. I'll, I won't feel safe, you know, right. leaving here. Um, and, and so I just feel like I felt embarrassed in the right. moment, but you know, it's like, of course I'm going to cry. I mean, like, like I, I was by myself. How are you not crying, <laughs> you know, since Tuesday? <laughs> you know, like, it's like the thought of not being able to see on the Yikes. streets of New York City, like, Ugh. even if it's quote, not a big deal and you can only not see up right. close, it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like you're asking a lot of me right now. Yeah. You just had an experience right. where your entire control was ripped out exactly. from under you. It's like So I'm trying to cut myself all kinds of crazy slack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And it's really hard to ask for help. Yeah. And it's really hard to ask for encouragement. And you know, it's hard to be like feel yourself getting frustrated and getting short with the people you care about, like, right. and then calling them back and apologizing and just, you know, it's just been a really dramatic week, uh, mm -hmm. emotionally. Ugh. Um, and I think one of the main takeaways and as it relates to fitless, the podcast is kind of like your your body is yours mm. and until it isn't, mm. you know, mm. it's yours to do with 
what you want and sometimes like the control of it gets taken away by a car yeah. or you get sick or yeah. you get some disease and you can't yeah. so basically like while you have it like try and try stuff with it yeah. that will make it strong yeah and yeah that's like I mean I'm just I feel so grateful that I don't have like any lasting effects from this and I'm so excited to feel better yeah and I just think like there have been so many times in my life where I've taken that for granted and I'm sure there will be many more yes of course Well, part of the privilege of having a healthy body is that you get to take it for granted, you know? Like you get to walk down the street and think, what am I going to have for lunch today? Not like, thank God my legs work. Right. And so there is a, you know, that silver lining, that blessing of having that taken away from you for a minute to be like, I love my body because it does so much for me every fucking day. Like one of the doctors that you saw, right, said something like, Good job, body. Like, thank your body for protecting you so much. Yeah. My back muscles. Yeah. She said that they were protecting my spine. So, you know, all that, you know, bar method and Muay Thai <laughs> and hot yoga. Like, yeah. But also, I think that the body, as we've, you know, been circling around forever, like, the body is extremely resilient. And if you let it, it can do remarkable things for you. Totally. Totally, bro. Or, yeah. I mean, it's just that you only get the one. Uh, I mean, for now. Who knows what the future might hold? I mean, (laughs) Westworld, I haven't seen it. Me neither. Can't speak to it. Arrivals, haven't seen it. I've seen that. Aliens. Go see that. Uh, Go see it. Um, Zootopia. Animals have bodies. Trolls the movie. <laughs> Trolls are also bodies. Justin Timberlake. Jessica Biel. Sure. Anna Kendrick, perhaps, maybe also. She's freaking everywhere, man. That song from the summer about dancing. Yes. Dance, dance, bodies. Dance. Yeah. That's dance. Dance, guys. Like no one's watching. Yeah. Or, you know, screw it. If they are, who cares? <laughs> Wow, what a world. What a day. What a week. What a body. What a life. What a life. <laughs> well, Bianca, do you have anything else that you want to share? Um, I think that's it. I mean, if I could share one thing, I guess it would be um, be careful. Oh, yeah. And be prudent. And um, even if you are, which I am, yeah, you never know. Yeah. And you got to roll with the punches, but you don't have to like the punches. <laughs> and you don't no have one to, he said you're going to like the punches. And you don't have to like have a stiff upper lip all the time if yeah. you're hurting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you There's, have any other questions for me? Um, I think we pretty much covered. We got there. I think we got there. Yeah. Um, uh, it's important listeners uh to take care of each other you said it take care of yourselves take care of each other um 
And I, I guess that'll do it, huh? Thank you for guest hosting this week while I'm wow. out with an injury. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> um, it was my pleasure. It's really fun. This is a very comfy, hard-backed chair that we uh, that we host from. Um, like us on iTunes. <laughs> subscribe. Uh, comment. Um, listen. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, give the gift of fitless for this holiday season. Very good idea. It's, it's a, free. What a great gift. Free, and it just it keeps on giving. It's like a little gift every week. Um, take your friend to an exercise class you've never been to. Or don't do that. Go to one you've been to before. Or sit on the couch. It's your body. <laughs> it's yours to do with what you will. Until it's not. <laughs> but it is still forever. Um Thank you so much, Bianca. Thank you, listeners. Uh, oh, we're thanking Bill Wadman. Obviously. Obviously. For tech, a number of reasons. For lots of things. Um, and are you going to say can my I say famous catchphrase? Do you want to say it together? You want me to say it? Oh, my God. All right. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye.